Welcome, everybody. This is Chris Miachi. I'm with IEEE Cloud Computing. And this is, um, I'm very honored today to be talking about cloud computing with Tao Zhang, who is an IEEE fellow. He is also the chief scientist for smart connected vehicles at Cisco Systems. Tao has been very involved in the IEEE. Not only is he a fellow, but he co-founded the IEEE Communications Society, Technical Subcommittee on Vehicle Networks and Telematics Applications, and he chaired it from, from 2013 to 2015. He's also a founding steering committee member for the IEEE Symposium on Edge Computing and the IEEE International Conference on Collaboration and Internet Computing, among other things. He's published a number of books, and right now he is doing a lot of work in fog computing, so we're really lucky to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm really a, a, it's really a pleasure for me to be here. So as you know, on our IEEE Cloud Computing website, we have a tab directed to FOG Computing. So for those of you who want to find out a little bit more, we have a tab on, on cloudcomputing.ieee.org. You'll see a tab all the way over to the right for FOG. And I'll be posting some, this podcast and show notes on that tab as well. This is on iTunes. So Tao, just to start with, what is fog computing, and how is it different from cloud computing? Uh, yes. Um, at a very high level, uh, fog computing uh, is about moving computing closer to the users. And so uh, it complements cloud computing by filling the gap between the cloud and the things. So today we do very little computing between the cloud and the things. And fog computing, uh, it basically the vision is to change that to really make a uh, uh, continuum of service, continuum of uh, uh, computing uh, possible between the cloud and things. Uh, so the importance of that um, is that that missing link between the cloud and the things uh, is one of the major reasons uh, that actually is preventing us uh, from supporting a lot of emerging applications, uh, emerging applications like uh, many new requirements uh, from IoT, uh, from uh, 5G, and even from embedded AI-based uh, uh, applications. So that's what fog computing from the high level uh, is all about. So it would, can you talk, is there a application today, a specific one you can mention that can't work well because the computing resources are too far away from where it needs it? Uh, yes, uh, there are actually more and more uh, examples. Uh, so essentially uh, today what you're saying is that there is a vast amount of data being generated by the things. And a lot of those data needs to be processed locally. And a lot of the applications require very, very uh, time-critical processing of those data. Uh, specifically, for example, uh, control type of applications. And mm -hmm. we are actually moving into what people call 
uh, the internet is actually moving into what people call systems of uh, com uh, control type of lab applications. We used to have what people call system of records type of applications, meaning applications mainly for manipulating files. Now, the internet, especially the internet of things, um, needs to support more and more time critical control type of applications. And uh, many studies have shown that uh, uh, many of those uh, real-time control applications, for example, considering robots and uh, in the assembly line, uh, thinks about uh, the, the tens of computers uh, on, a, uh, uh, on a vehicle. Um, so many of those uh, computing needs needs to be done locally. It's very hard um, to transmit much of those data all to the cloud and very often it's not necessary. Mm. And there are actually beyond that, uh, that's only the beginning uh, of the, uh, the need for local services, local computing. Uh, many other requirements also uh, popped up uh, when you started to talk about uh, IoT applications, for example. Uh, many of the IoT endpoints uh, are resources constrained, sensors and actuators, and uh, again the tens of computers on a, on, a, uh, on a vehicle, and so on. So what that means is that very often they will need local offboard support, and the local uh, local offboard support, for example, will be needed to properly secure them, to say the least, and local offboard support will be needed, for example, to augment the uh, processing, uh, uh, the lack of processing capability on those uh, devices. Um, mm. so, and then the list, and the list goes on. Right, and I can imagine that, um, you know, think of a car or a robot, like the example you gave, it could potentially use big data to make its decisions, but where does it store it? Where does it analyze it? If it's far away, it's not going to be getting there in time. And and so the question the question I have for that is, um, on our website we have this picture with um, the we have the cloud at the top, and then there's fog uh, lower cl level clouds called fog. Are those at, what are those physically? That might be a conceptual thing, but what are those physically? Are those, what are those? Is it computers that are closer to the system to, that you're trying to com do computing for, or is it a f any computing system that happens to be free? What is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, so it, uh, it would be a combination of things. Uh, for example, uh, the edge routers and edge switches and, uh, and that everything else actually, the application servers, the storage servers that are currently being used uh, at the edge of the uh, uh, systems are already emerging and already uh, sort of uh, 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 being integrated and converging into uh, integrated nodes uh, for, uh, we just, let's just call them fog nodes. And so that integration, for example, uh, provided you with a, a common networking hardware platform and a common uh, computing software platform uh, for you to support applications. Um, it already started to reduce uh, complexity, reduce cost, 
and enhance application integration uh, at the edge already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, in so terms if you of were, if what, you were, what it looks like, yeah. If you were a company you, and you, uh, let's say you had a manufacturing plant with robots, you would actually put these nodes close to where you needed and you had a large, a huge <coughs> manufacturing floor. <laughs> Right, yes. and uh, yeah, you you would uh, put them uh, either uh, actually uh, one of the concept and the vision of fault computing uh, is to uh, allow you to put the computing anywhere that makes sense. It does not have to be on any specific type of edge devices, and it could be anywhere that meets your uh, end user uh, demands. So, for example, uh, it could be an uh, 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 fog node uh, physically on the uh, manufacturing plant in that example. Mm-hmm. And in some other cases, it could be also an fog system as service provided by other people. For example, some provider could be deploying a system close to you, but may not be necessarily on your uh, premises, and then provide uh, a range of local computing services to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because my next question was, okay, that's fine in your manufacturing plant where you control it all, but how would it work like for an automobile out in the real world? And, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's – so um, So how many of these um, – are the, is there a lot available today for these edge <laughs> nodes that you can wor- work with if you had an application or is it just emerging? Right. The, one of the very exciting things about uh, a fog computing uh, is the stage where we are in. On one hand, you see a tremendous amount of uh, business need, and you talk with customers in uh, every uh, IoT vertical, you see the needs of it. They may not use the term fog, but they will describe the similar needs. And so in response to that, to those needs, actually, the industry, almost every single leading industry player uh, in ICT, in in OT, have been developing their solutions. So on one hand, you see practical solutions already. So that indicates uh, the importance of it, that indicates the the effort and uh, commitment devoted by the industry uh, however, uh, on the other hand, most of the existing solutions are very rudimentary. Uh, they solve uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, some specific problems, but uh, very often, for example, uh, they are isolated, they are siloed solutions, and there are a lot of duplicated efforts, duplicated technology, duplicated functionalities, and uh, uh, so uh, and also uh, very uh, uh, not very scalable and uh, so on. Uh, so that's why there is still a very very large room uh, for improvement. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. many uh, in the industry now think that uh, a fog is going to emerge uh, into uh, a, a major computing paradigm uh, that will be uh, uh, so important that's going to last for, uh, for a long time. So on one hand, you see uh, real systems already there, for example, the converged edge uh, devices that we talked about is already there. You can find cur- currently commercial products 
from all major providers already. On the other hand, there's this tremendous amount of uh, 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 future potential uh, for growth. Yeah, that's very interesting, and um, I'm sure Cisco is at the at the forefront of this. One of the companies that's at the forefront. Um, there, there also is um, in where I live. There's a company called Akamai, which um, is probably doing a lot in this area as well. They uh, years ago they um, sold. You know, you are you familiar with Akamai? Yeah. Yeah, Akamai put servers all over the world so that you can yep. deliver content closer. Yep. And th this is yep. taking it to the next level. <laughs> um, so they can Absolutely. deliver content closer to their to their users and this is taking it to the next level. So the networking Absolutely. companies are the ones that are are they leading the charge here, the networking companies, platform companies? Uh, actually uh, it is a combination uh, of the networking companies and uh, uh, software companies uh, and also a lot of startups. And very interestingly, uh, you, you will find that actually the academia uh, has, has been very uh, energized uh, over the past uh, couple of years. And if you look at uh, the Open Fork Consortium, over a third of the members are actually universities and research uh, institutes. Mm -hmm. and, and that just goes to show uh, the need uh, for future innovation and the potential of innovation in this area. Yes, um, and I, that is a very, I, I, I will post the website to the Open Fog Consortium. So I, um, one of my questions to you was how do people get more involved? And one is to go over to that website. And I don't think, can you join as an individual person? Or do you have to be part uh, of a member company? Uh, in theory, you could. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, the targets are uh, companies, organizations. Right. Actually, it's expensive, too, probably for a particular member to join, yeah. In theory, you could, yeah. So it's usually through your company. Or and What about government? Is there a lot of interest in government? Uh, yes, actually, uh, that, that is uh, really a, a lot of interest. Uh, 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 are from the government agencies, and actually, uh, you you will start to see government agencies uh, announcing uh, significant actually investment um, to support research in this area. Uh, they may use uh, various names uh, to tune to their needs. Uh, actually, internationally, uh, government outside the U.S. have already been issuing uh, uh, forming uh, projects and uh, supported uh, in this area already. So you see a boom uh, in government-supported uh, efforts already, and there will be more. Yes, and the, and the website has a, a lot of information for anyone interested in this that's you know, freely available. I can see it now on the website, um, with, even without being a member. Um, there is a lot of information about fog computing so and, and the website's really well done so I'll, I'll post a link to the website on our site for users but if you did it, um, for those of you who want to know it's open fog consortium all one word dot org and that's how you get there and you can google it so let's see 
Um, so what do you think, this is my last question. What do you think, um, what do you think is going to be, how fast do you think this is going to grow? What do you think is going to be the most interesting thing that's going to come out of this soon? Are we going to see, what, what, what are we going to see different in five years because of fog computing? If yes. the, the world will look different, right? Because of this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, yes. Uh, I, I think uh, things will move very fast. Actually, you see uh, uh, a much, much faster development over the last uh, year or two, uh, ever since the formation of uh, uh, the Open Fog Consortium. Um, so uh, it, several things uh, are uh, on the horizon already. Uh, so people are working uh, on in a common fog computing architecture. Uh, standards will come out, um, and uh, uh, so with in a common reference uh, architecture, for example, uh, uh, what you what people will be able to do uh, will be able to uh, develop an interoperable uh, continuum uh, platform. So an integrated cloud and fog and down the road may be uh, um, connected with the things, integrated with the things and the continuing of computing uh, platform. So it, it's going to be in a seamlessly uh, integrated end-to-end -end platform as opposed to the way people are doing it today. Mm -hmm. uh, so people, people are doing, for example, there are uh, various edge computing related efforts uh, ongoing and uh, trying to solve similar problems, but uh, uh, generating fairly isolated and siloed solutions. Mm -hmm. And that's not what FOG is about. FOG is mm -hmm. about very intimate integration with a cloud and with the things to fill that gap in between so that you have an end-to-end -end seamlessly connected, seamlessly integrated uh, platform and also p uh, applications. So imagine applications that you can develop uh, for, the, for the cloud can then be moved into the fog anywhere along that continuum depends on where you need it most uh, mm -hmm. for the users. And even one day onto the end user systems, for example, onto your vehicles. And, and you and don't even so, notice, you don't notice that there's no programming difference. It's like you, you program a software engineer would program it the same way, but then you'd get all the benefits of fog with the closer location, the speed, the security, et cetera, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, the, op and the fog uh, architecture vision is to provide an, a common platform like that to enable that uh, uh, the, the, the capability you just mentioned. And mm. computing, anywhere, uh, computing anywhere along that continuum, that, that makes sense. And you do not have to put uh, the, your computing resources and your applications fixed on uh, one particular type of edge device. And today you may put it here, tomorrow you may want to pull it somewhere else. And so that dynamic and hopefully uh, largely automated uh, down the road, uh, movement of computing resources and computing functions based on what you need and based on what the network can support and that's basically the fundamental underpinning uh, for this fog vision, uh, in my opinion.
Mm, that's a, it really looks like it's moving full steam ahead from what I've been reading in magazines and so forth. And it's exciting work. And um, it, uh, to me, you're at the forefront of it, everything you're doing. So thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. This is really a pleasure.